<clears throat> okay, hello. Um, we are up again in, in Banff um, on the 23rd of December. It's two days till Christmas. Um, and we're here um, as part of the Recovery Stories podcast series where we are being educated about um, addiction problems in rural communities and how peer support services uh, are addressing those. So thrilled to be joined today by Di Mitchell. Hello again, Di. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming along. Um, Di is a lead practitioner in the Aberdeenshire Peer Support Service and Di, you've kindly agreed to tell us a little bit about your practice yes, um, and explain um, some of the features of it to help raise awareness, I think, about the, the good work that you guys do. So thanks so much. No, you're welcome. So, yeah, recovery groups. How did you become involved? Tell me a bit about your journey to becoming a lead practitioner. Um, so I started off um, taking part in recovery groups as myself, as a community member. Mm. Um, I was doing a degree in health and social care, so okay. it just made sense to sort of get involved, like mm. hands-on experience. I've also got substance issues from the past, mm. so it all just seemed to slot in perfectly. Mm. So you've had like a dual interest then, yes. like you were uh-huh. training in health and social care, but also had some substance use issues from your own yes, background from my own and past, had a, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I wanted to that's what I wanted my career to go in. That's the direction I wanted to go in. Mm-hmm. Um I was a legal secretary for over twenty years I had my kids. So okay. I just wanted to do something that was worthwhile and mm-hmm. um it's suppose, a calling, isn't I suppose it? Suppose came from the heart, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Okay. So that was how you first connected with the sort of recovery scene and a specific mm-hmm. recovery group? Yep, I started going to a recovery group in Huntley um, and then I was part of the management committee mm-hmm. for um, one of the central forum um, and then from then on I got myself into employment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been like a, just like a pathway really from community member with lived experience to having a professional role. Mm-hmm. And so that professional role, I think it'd be great to understand more about that, you know, your, your practice. Um, so tell us, what is peer support? What does it involve and how does it work? Peer support is basically um, helping people in recovery um, that want to maybe make their way out into the community. It's giving them, like, empowering them, giving them skills, helping them, like, for example if maybe one of the peers were to set up a group, mm. we would be there to support them. We would sort out their finances for them, their funding, um, the paperwork, and all the nitty-gritty stuff that they mm. don't want to be, mm. you know. It's giving them that responsibility um, of running their own groups, mm. but they've also got us in the background to support them. Okay. Um, so it's basically about empowering, empowering people in recovery, um, giving them a pathway to, mm. to, to, to like, well, I suppose, fulfilling their dreams, really. What's that like for people? I mean, how do people connect with these groups? And what's it like for... I'm asking you a two-pronged uh-huh. question here, sorry. But, um, yeah, what's it like for people who, like, connecting with the groups? How does that happen? And then that empowerment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's it like when people start to get involved and lead groups and things it's like, like that? A, it's like a domino effect. Um, so you've maybe got somebody got involved in group work and then they've brought their friend so they get you know it's like yeah, a it's like a ripple effect they call it yeah, yeah. Um, it just sort of 
pulls people in. I think I've heard a lot of people say that groups have saved their life, that group works have saved their life. Mm. Like, it's just like a meeting of like like-minded people, mm. um, people that have experienced the same emotions, the same stigma, the same, you know, the same the same problems and stuff, and it's just them coming together, and you know building up their well-being and their, their confidence okay. giving them confidence to, to get out back into the, the the big wide world I suppose so it sounds like the fundamental thing there is around connection is that a fair definitely yeah connection? definitely yeah. connections I think connection is probably the key word okay. is keeping everyone connected okay. I mean I've heard people say I've, and I've said this already that um, the groups have saved their life it's just that connection every week because maybe they've got something different on every day so they've got like a purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a purpose, a group to go every day, and they've got they made friends through that group, and, um, like the, it's been referred to as a recovery family as well, like everyone together. You know, it's 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 huge. It's really um, powerful. It speaks mm-hmm, for itself, mm-hmm. doesn't it? A recovery family. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely think group works really the way forward. Okay. Okay. Um, definitely brings people together. Um, I mean, from a peer support service, from our point of, point of view, um, we're just there to, to support mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. We don't run the groups for them. We go along maybe a few times and keep popping in, you know, noon again. But we wouldn't, uh, we don't run the group for the peer, they run them themselves. Is that part of the empowerment process then? Definitely, that... yeah, definitely. And what's that like for people in recovery? Is... You know, is that part of the ripple effect as I think well? it can be quite they, overwhelming for some of them. If they're coming from a oh, sort like, of vulnerable wow. yeah, place. Yeah. Okay. And like they're given that responsibility. And um, one of the peers once said to me that she felt she had been given accountability right. like for the purpose to get up in the morning to join to, to our group, you know. Mm-hmm. And But then we're always there, the peer support service are there in the background if they need that extra support, okay. you know, so it's... So we're there, but we're not. If that makes sense, it does and make like, sense. Yeah. So the, the, the yeah, so the peers have got like it. It sounds like a solid framework mm-hmm. around them to support them, as you're saying, with things like financing and is there training as well? Yeah, there's peer support training. Right, okay. Um, I think it's about ten weeks it right. takes. Right. Um, they usually get their own mobile phone, so they've got their own separate number. Mm. Um, and they make up an email address for their group. And they're given responsibility, so that their name and we don't let them really like them to use their own phone number. You know, it's better yeah. if they're given one, yeah. um, and they can use that for the posters and stuff. I mean, we do the posters and we advertise it out for them, and you know, mm-hmm. but they do a lot of it themselves as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that gets the word out there. Yeah, it spreads the word out. Okay, and the posters is that like physical printed posters? Usually, fe- a lot of Facebook, a lot of social there is, media. There is, okay. there, but you'll have people from like. Obviously, we're based in Banff here, but you'll have folk maybe from Banff go through to, like, the West Hill meeting mm. or folk from the Infury meeting will come through to the Banff meeting, you know, and vice versa. It's Folk have made connections through these meetings. Um, and it's good, it's good, because, it, I mean, it builds your, mm. builds your, like, social mm. network as well and connecting with people. It extends that idea of connection, yeah, doesn't totally. it? So yeah. outside it, so it's not contained in a in a certain no, geographical area. And then you've got people, maybe peers, say somebody that's had issues in Banff. Maybe they don't want to go to a group in Banff. Ah, okay. You know, right. maybe they want to go somewhere where nobody knows them. Right. So it's yeah. Okay. So for for that respect as well, it's 
So it sounds very person-centred, very personal, and you understand and tune in to what a particular individual might mm-hmm. need or feel they want to do, and then support that. Well, that they just come to us with their ideas and what they okay. what they what they're looking for, what they feel, you know, what they think the community needs. Mm. Um, and does that usually look like a group and group work, or are there other things? In my experience so far, it's just been groups. I've only worked for the Peer Support Service since August okay. this year, mm. so. In my, well, I've only got about five months or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been mostly group work that I've have done some personal support as well, but the peer support's mainly to do with helping people. Um, what's the word? Push themselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're not like a we're not like a personal support worker. Mm. Okay, we're just like a, a support there for people. Um, just wanting to wanting to give back, hmm. wanting to give back to our community. It sounds from what you're saying there are there are massive benefits for people, like on a personal mm-hmm. level, um, around connection, compassion, Definitely, empowerment, yeah. and I suppose ultimately recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I, I hear what you're saying about you know you've you've been in this role since uh, uh, August sounds like you've got a huge amount of experience and training um, and life <laughs> prior to that. Um, yeah. So is that a fair comment? Are you seeing, you know, these these benefits on a personal level uh, among people who mm-hmm. are connected with the peer sports service? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's empowering them. It's giving them, it's giving them a voice. Mm. Um, it's giving them tools, giving them the tools they need to... Mm. To, you know to succeed I suppose mm-hmm. um but yeah the benefits are good um connect well I've already said about connection um they've got a purpose for getting up in the morning they've you know the running groups of you know they're given responsibility and you know mm-hmm. um and it keeps them going mm-hmm. keeps them going um but yeah really powerful stuff and it sounds like as well as that kind of individual and person-centered transformation going back to the domino or the ripple effect there's a wider kind of community transformation mm-hmm. going on is that a, a fair comment do you see that kind of thing community can be difficult i think right, okay. um you've always got stigma in a community mm. um like the old you know some people have got such a stereotypical view of maybe somebody with an addiction okay. um so that's sometimes can be quite tricky um but I think the louder the voice gets, the easier it gets. Okay. Yeah. Um so you've yeah, you people you, see us as like folk with lived experiences, people real people, real feelings, they've got a story. Mm. I mean nobody nobody wakes up in the morning and says, oh, I'm gonna be an addict. You know? They've also had some a traumatic experience in their life. Something's made them mm. want to escape. Mm. Um I think it's just understanding and education to be honest. Mm. Um so those wider kind of, so as we're talking about going outside the person and into the community, yeah, I mean, we're in a small Scottish rural uh-huh. town here mm-hmm. where is it fair to say there's maybe quite traditional yes. views yep. mm-hmm. um, around addiction, alcohol and drugs? Maybe and the older generation as well, maybe who just, we don't understand it. Just wouldn't understand why this, why there's this issue. You know, I don't know. It's Maybe hard so. to explain. No, I think you explain it mm. really well. So it's 
oh, do I hear that here? You know, but they do. <laughs> okay. You know, it's so like that acknowledgement. Right, okay. Um, so not only stigma, are you saying there's also a bit of denial maybe? That's not I a think problem in, in we some, have. In some to- I think in some times there would be. Okay. There would be in some places, depending on the, on the, on the, on the, on the town. Okay. Um, I think maybe more affluent Definitely, Towns. more affluent areas, okay. definitely. That's not a problem we have, type mm-hmm. idea. But they'd rather shove it under the carpet than actually acknowledge it and deal yeah. with it. Okay. Um, but people with addictions are all, um, they're all people, you know, they're, they've got, they're people, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're people with a heart and feelings, you know. And that sounds like a person-centred approach mm-hmm. again. So is, So going back to this sort of community transformation impact of peer support, it sounds like a big part of that's dealing with stigma, mm-hmm. denial, um, and the why. Not mm-hmm. just seeing, perhaps, or denying someone has substance issues, getting but thinking about the door. why. Getting, yeah, it's getting people through the door. It's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay to be in recovery. Okay. You know, it's it's not to be ashamed about. Mm-hmm. You know, come to this group and mm-hmm. meet like li- 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 like-minded people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that connection there. Mm-hmm. Um I think, yeah, I think it's getting people probably into groups as well can be quite tricky. Okay. But word of mouth okay. yeah. is quite good. Um, just, I mean, not people speak, you know, and I mean, I know, I know a few peers that have just came along to the group and now they're running their own groups and stuff. You know, it's just it's amazing, escalated. Really. Yeah, it's escalated from that one popping in, one drop in to, to facilitating. Yeah, yeah, the domino, uh-huh. domino effect. Okay. Definitely. Um, okay. So it sounds like that approach to deal with stigma is very person-centred, compassionate, as is the person-centred approach mm-hmm. to support peers coming in the door. Um, I thought of something when you, were, when you were just talking there. How big are the groups? How many people is too much? Do you ever have to turn folk away? No, or, like, how no. Does all that um, work? So... Groups could be anything two, three people to about 14, 15, 16 people. Wow, okay. But usually if there is more, like if a group has grown to that amount of people, would you sort of make sure there's like a co-facilitator to help? Mm. So there's maybe a couple of people running the group. Because okay. it's quite a, it's a lot of responsibility for somebody. You know, and you've got to remember, they're in recovery as well. You know, um, you've, got, you've got to think of their mental health and well-being as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that must be quite a carefully managed pathway mm-hmm. and journey you're going on with people where you want, you know, to support and empower and uh, ha- sort of facilitate those pathways mm-hmm. to recovery, but at the same time don't want to over... Yeah, overload them. Overwhelm so Some people, Some yeah. peers need more support than others. Okay. It just all depends. It all depends on, I suppose, personalities and expectations and stuff like that. Um, I feel like we're just coming back and back to this person-centred and because you wouldn't be able to interpret that without understanding no, not that at person all. yeah their, yeah, their needs, needs what they what they're looking to do what they want to achieve so the groups then it sounds like they've all got a common framework and practice mm-hmm. kind of approach but are all quite different maybe they're all different so you've got like so there's medication recovery me groups. They're sort of ran. Well, they were created by the Scottish Recovery Consortium. You kindly invited me to one yes, of those. Yes, that's right. Yes, yes you can yeah. arrest still one. Um, there's activity groups. Huh. So you would go along and maybe make something crafty. Um, as a lady comes and does reiki. Okay. Um, acupuncture. Um, there's like 
other groups could be like a women's group mm-hmm. where women could come together in a safe space to talk about, you know, or there could be a men's group. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all, it can, they all differ. Um, I think the medication company me ones, they're, they're quite, they're quite not formal, but they've got a, st- a proper framework, a proper structure mm-hmm. of how they're run. Um, and then you maybe have your less informal ones and then you have recovery cafes mm. like a hub mm. like folk just meet for a coffee and a chat a job in session so less structured uh-huh. and so medication recovery meet I went along to the mm-hmm. West Hill group and it was, it was great it was really interesting thanks so much for being so That's welcoming okay. about, no, thanks for coming um, kind of outsider coming along what exactly is medication recovery me just for for people who might be listening it's uh so it's for people that are on substitute medication for mm. alcohol or substances and mm. it also incorporates mental health okay so if you're um have been on medication for mental health issues or um alcohol and mm. substance issues then it's just a place to come usually it's set in a structure if you have a, like a share um, somebody does a share of their recovery journey mm. and then we'll have a discussion where people can come in and relate okay. and then we'll have a check-in um, and you do a, maybe you maybe pull something out of that check-in maybe somebody's feeling really bad you maybe do a tool about triggers okay. you know yep. so our facilitators just sort of they've all got their own ways they've all got their own little ways of doing it mm. um really responsive to uh-huh, what's coming uh-huh. through as an issue and one of our facilitators I remember saying to him um, what you got planned for Friday he says oh I'll just be off the cuff you know and I said like fine just you know and, it, and that's how it, if somebody comes in having big issues with maybe say relationships that week or family or something then we'll maybe discuss that mm. and people will try to give maybe we're not doctors we're not specialists but focus able in my in my experience you know, this helped me and stuff like yeah. that. Going back to connection, uh-huh, safe uh-huh, space, uh-huh. compassion, Just give folk the assurance as well yeah, that yeah. they're not alone. And... and then, is the medication recovery me kind of structured to support people to manage medication as well as no, presumably come no, off? No, 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 it's, it's the whole, like, they're, if people are seeking a, like a, a reduction or whatever in their medication, that's... That's a clinical... Yes, yeah, that definitely. Okay. We're just there emotional sort of okay. connection support um, they're recognising that medication uh-huh. is itself something that yes. needs uh-huh. like I said it says, it says that in the literature we're not doctors we're here to mm. just simply be there for each other mm. okay. um, yeah. but no it's it's spreading across the northeast definitely wow. the medication recovery okay. bees I've heard people can kind of get parked on medication for yeah. long periods yeah. of time who could perhaps well like the mat standards have introduced there's like all these options as well now you don't just like before you might have just been given a script and you go there's your methadone mm. script for the next 10 years mm. now people are getting choices mm. of of uh, medication choices of support that they're getting afterwards mm. there's I think the mat standards opened heaps of doors and so the medication off. recovery of me, it sounds like, goes along with those yes, mass uh-huh. it's quite It's modern. It's more modern. Okay. Uh, just for uh, for clarity, what exactly are MAT standards? MAT standards are 10 standards. It's like a government framework. Mm. It was introduced um, after the drugs deaths okay. um, spiralled in 2021. Okay. Um, how can I describe it? Um, it's ten standards of what, of what 
people looking for help should should receive. Okay. So like say on the first standard is like basically if you reach out you get help on the day. Mm. So if you say I want if you go to somewhere and say I want help on my addiction today you should receive help on the day that you okay. ask for it. Okay. Um, there's a whole there's a one of the standards just to do with mental health mm. because there was an awful sort of um, trampoline thing going on like if you had mental health issues then you had the and you had addiction issues so you were pushed from pillar to post yeah. so there's yeah. the MAT standard incorporates that so that you're you know you if you've got both then you can be seen mm. and not be pushed back and forth from one service yeah this is like about integrating services, integrated services okay. yeah okay. um no, it's 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 really encouraging to hear the government's recognise yeah, this totally. is an issue and putting in like you're saying really quite contemporary mm-hmm. policy and strategy response. Just implementing that, I think it's yeah. probably the big, the big tricky part. Yeah, but I know that there's a lot of work goes on behind the scenes there. Yeah, absolutely, and you were telling me about the work you're doing around mm-hmm. MAT standards and about understanding how they have been implemented because that that's a whole mm-hmm. other. It's a really positive story Di, that you you say but I imagine it's not without challenges no it's got its challenges definitely mm. um try to think what the challenges would be um not sure um we talked about stigma stigma um politics right. organizational okay. politics can be tricky to manage yeah um, it's quite a complicated scene for organisations. Mm-hmm. There's lots of third sector groups, mm-hmm. statutory lots of, services. And lots of players and lots mm-hmm. of personalities. Okay. Um, can be quite tricky to manage. Um, I think the bottom line is everyone should remember that it's the people in recovery that matter. Mm. And it's, it's that should be the bottom line of everyone's That's, actions. Yeah. And, that's the yeah. mission, eh? Yeah, that's yeah. the purpose. Totally, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and then thinking about the future, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we're in a reflective mood at the end of the year. Um, yeah, what, what does the future look like to you? What does success look like with the peer support? So, I mean, it sounds like you've had a huge amount of success mm-hmm. today and you have this incredible person centered, compassionate mm-hmm. approach addressing a massive need in our communities and not just our rural communities although yeah. of course that's where we are today so yeah what does success in the future think, look like I think the you? future looks bright definitely right. for the Aberdeenshire Peer Support Service okay. we've got so much to offer mm. like so much support to offer people um, with what they want to achieve um, it's just getting the word out there and the understanding of what we can do for them mm. um, that's important but no, I think I think there's so much, so much we can give, so much positive, positive things we can give. So no, I'm really looking forward to the future. Um, really happy working here. Um, every day is a school day. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> no, it's it's an incredible uh service that you guys have. I'm just blown away. I I describe it all the time as you know, as precision mm-hmm. medicine. The the relationships and the connection mm-hmm. you have in in these communities is, is phenomenal. I'm a huge admirer of what you do. And while we're on that, getting the message out there, if people want to get involved, what should they do? Should just get in touch with us. Just get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. Or come to the groups. Mm-hmm. See what you think. I mean, people have been coming through, coming to groups, dropping in. 
and then they've been doing the training, mm. the peer support training, and then they've been facilitating their own group. Mm. So it's just all like a pathway, really. Okay. It's a pathway I've given them confidence, mm. um, encouragement, support, just to sort of empower them. Mm. Empower them into, into making their way out there. Amazing. Um, so if people are interested in, in getting involved, then I suppose the Turning Point Scotland website might mm. be a place to go to mm-hmm. find out how to do that, how to connect and, and potentially Definitely, yeah. become involved. Get in touch with any, any of us at Peer Support Service here. Um, we just want folk to come to us with their ideas mm. and we can see what, how we can achieve that for them. Yeah, it's really phenomenal how you guys respond to that. So Di, thank you so much for sharing a bit about your practice um, and, and your insights. It's It's been great to learn a little bit more. And I suppose on the 23rd of December, <laughs> we should say Happy Christmas yep, to Merry you. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you as well. Okay, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. See you later.